are many symbols in the book of Revelation. And in order to help us understand these symbols, it is wise, it is proper to study biblical prophecy. Prophecy especially from the Old Testament. And in doing so, you will be better equipped in order to discern what these symbols represent and what they teach the reader. Well, in this edition of Revelation Shorts, I want to focus on three of these symbols. Now, these three symbols appear in many different places in Revelation, but I want to focus in on one chapter, chapter 17. And the three symbols are, first, the beast. We are told in the scripture that a beast is an empire. It is a governmental seat of authority. And usually a beast will rule over many people and over a large amount of land. The beast in the book of Revelation will become a one-world government, an empire that rules over all the world. Now, the second symbol is on the beast because this beast had ten horns. And we're going to see that these ten horns represent ten kings. And then finally, the third symbol is what's known as the harlot. The harlot, she sits upon the beast. And what does that mean? Well, harlotry in the prophets. And I'm speaking again, biblical prophecy, prophecy in the Old Testament, frequently harlotry was meant to convey idolatry. When when Israel played the harlot, it meant that they went after other gods. And what we know is this, when, and the key word here is initially, initially when this empire, this beast, this one world government is, is taking control, it is going to be an idolatrous empire. They are going to tell people you can worship how you want and worship who you want. Everything is fine as long as you don't think that you have the only faith, that your faith is better than others. Now, this empire is going to persecute true believers, those who believe that idolatry is wrong. Therefore, get ready, we're going to suffer. Now, let me say this before we go any further. The reason why we're doing this episode on this subject is because I received a very nice email, and with this email was a question. And I say nice because it was so significant, and I could tell the person was was troubled by something they read and they wanted clarification. And the, the article that really was the catalyst for this one writing to me was an article written by Dr. John Piper. And I would encourage you to, and we'll put it in the show notes, but I would encourage you to to read the article in its entirety. It is found on desiringgod.org. That's the name of his website, desiringgod.org. And the name of the article is, Are There Two Wills? of God. I want to say that again. DesiringGod.org and are there two wills of God? Now, what I'd like to do 
in order to begin is to go to the middle of this article and read to you, and I'm quoting verbatim. Of course, it's not nice to speak about someone's article and then paraphrase it how you want it. It's very important that we read it accurately and and properly for what is actually written there. So I want to begin. What it says is this. The ten horns are ten kings. Verse 12. I agree completely. This is true. Then he says, they, meaning these ten kings, wage war against the Lamb. Verse 14. I totally agree with him. Then he says this. Waging war against the Lamb is sin. And sin is contrary to the will of God. Now, I want to share with you. Up until now, there is total agreement between Dr. Piper and myself. We see the same thing. But but get ready. There's going to be a major change. And he says this. Nevertheless, the angel says literally, God gave into their, who's the there? The ten kings. He gave into their hearts to do his will and to perform one will and to give their kingdom to the beasts until the words of God should be fulfilled. Verse 17. Here's the problem. This is why we have disagreement. And personally, I feel that Dr. Piper does this frequently with his methodology of understanding Scripture. Here's what he's saying. He's saying that the ten kings wage war against the Lamb. He's right. The Bible says that. But then what he did was he dropped down to verse 17 where he says God put it in their hearts. And what he meant in this article was to wage war against the Lamb. And this is why he says, if you keep reading in the same article, he says this, Therefore, and all of this I'm quoting accurately, he says, Therefore, God willed, in one sense, to influence the hearts of the ten kings so that they would do what is against his will in another sense. No, absolutely not. That's heresy. What he's done is this. He's saying that God put it into their hearts to wage war against the Lamb. No. The Bible doesn't say that. God put it into their hearts to wage war against the harlot. Now, why was this? Because the Antichrist wants to be worshipped. We know that he is Satan incarnate. And he wants to put his throne over God's. He doesn't want anyone to be worshipped but himself. But initially, at the beginning, he allows for idolatry. But later on, he wants that ended and he wants himself to be worshipped. And he's going to do an event known as the Abomination of Desolation where he goes into the Holy of Holies and he says, I'm going to sit upon the throne of God on the Ark of the Covenant between the two cherubim I'm going to proclaim myself to be God, and everyone has to worship me. Now, he wants to do that, but the Bible says that he is restrained by the restrainer. We don't know who the restrainer is, and if anyone tells you who it is, they are are wrong. We're not called to do that. 
What is emphasized is not who the restrainer is, but what his role, what his task is, and that is not to allow him to reveal himself by doing the abomination of desolation until God's timing. And what happens? Well, when it's God's timing, God puts it into the heart of the ten kings to destroy the harlot. God does not, I can't overemphasize this, God does not put it into the heart of the ten kings to wage war against the Lamb. That would be God influencing someone to sin, and God never does that. Never does that. And he will say, well, God has a plan. Yes, God has a plan. But how that plan is fulfilled, well, God knows how, but there are a variety of ways it could be fulfilled. And God never influences so that his plan will be fulfilled for someone to do sin. And this is exactly what he says. And I want to read it again before we look at the scripture. He says, waging war against the lamb is sin. And sin is contrary to the will of God. But nevertheless, what the angel says literally is that God gave it into their, meaning the ten kings' hearts, to do his will and to perform one will. Well, it has nothing to do with waging war against the lamb. It has to do with destroying the harlot. And let's just see that for ourselves. Take out your Bible, and I'm reading from the Texas Receptus, which is a Greek text. And I'm translating literally. So I would invite you to have your Bible and see how your Bible follows along with what I am translating. I'm doing it in the most literal way possible. So Revelation chapter 17, and let's begin with verse 13, where it says, These having one mind. Who's the these? the ten angels they have one mind or one purpose one intent and because of that notice what it says and their power and their authority we could translate it their own power and their own authority they to the beasts will give it now it's interesting because if you're following in a translation that's based upon the the critical text nestle allen which most translations other than the king james and new king james are based upon they just have the normal word for give where these 10 kings want to give their power and their authority to the beast but if you look at the texas receptus it has that same word but in a different construction with the prefix which means they utterly they thoroughly give everything that they have their power and authority to this this wicked empire look now to verse 14. these we're still talking about the ten kings these with the lamb they will wage war so notice we're not told anything about god putting it into their heart the angel didn't say that in regard to this event it says look again at verse 14 these with the lamb will make war and the lamb will overcome overcome that meaning he's going to be victorious and why is he going to be victorious just keep reading because he is the lord of lords and the king of kings and with him these 
ones are with him who's with him it says the ones who are called and chosen and are faithful ones and this is what this passage means and this has a lot of theological implications but we'll say that for another time but it tells us that god calls and god chooses based upon what the faithfulness now that doesn't mean that we play a part in our salvation what it means is faith is required and that faith that faith is believing what god says it's utilizing your conscience and hopefully the 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 influence of the holy spirit in order to cause someone to say what to cause them to realize through their conscience this is true that gospel's right but anyway just look at what it says here that that these are with him those who are called chosen and are faithful now look at verse 16 verse 15 i'm not trying to ignore it it just simply says that there's going to be many waters which are many people part of of this empire now look at verse 16 i would encourage you to read all of this chapter don't skip any but for the sake of time we're going to drop down to verse 16. it says and the and the ten horns which we learned earlier are ten kings which you saw upon the beasts these will hate the harlot and desolate will make her and naked so naked is is shame so these 10 kings they are going to make the harlot desolate and ashamed now why do they do that they're loyal to the beasts now can god use this yes he can can god be a source of them destroying the harlot yes it's his will it doesn't violate it is not influencing to sin see this is what john piper said go back he says and it is purely heresy when he says waging war against the lamb is sin i agree with him and sin is contrary to the will of god yes but then he says nevertheless very problematic the angel says literally god gave it into the ten kings hearts to do his will and perform one will but this has nothing to do with waging war with the lamb what does it have to do with well look again at verse 16. and the ten horns which you saw upon the beasts these will hate the harlot and desolate will make her and naked meaning shame and her flesh they will eat and it or she they will burn with fire now why do they do this here for god gave it into their hearts to do his purpose his mind what his objective was which was what you think it was god's objective that god caused these kings to wage war against the lamb no doesn't say that They're, they are attacking the harlot which is fine attacking the harlot can be god's will and obviously it is there's not a violation and it's not sinful for them to do that it's good that they do it even though they're evil so once again it says that they were one mind to to do one purpose and to give their kingdom to the beast until 
the word of god is fulfilled so this tells us what they were doing had to do with fulfilling god's will but it had nothing to do with sin it is heresy to say that that god influenced these these 10 kings to wage war which is sinful and contrary to the will of god against the lamb god never ever influences someone to do something against his will or to sin so that's why there's a difference what we see is that god influenced them to destroy the harlot to get rid of idolatry in that empire that's a good thing that's a right thing god used it he caused it but it had nothing to do with god influencing them to sin and to wage war against the lamb it's taking a verse of scripture and applying it out of the event that it was related to and applying it to a different event which it should never be applied to so i hope that answers the question that was sent to me and i hope that those who watch benefit from this discussion until next time shalom from israel Thank you.